Oh, admit it. You thought I cracked. You thought, oh, oh, Tim was on a roll, but then he just, you know, shit to bed. Totally forgot to record another episode of the Two Drink Tim podcast. What's going on with him? Well, surprise, bitches. I actually had an episode recorded. I pre-recorded one for you, but on the advice of my attorney. Actually, not even advice. I didn't even send it to my attorney, right? I sent it to uh, uh, some mutual friends of mine. I was like, hey, do you think I should release this out in the wild? And they were like, let's hold up, Tiger. Let's hold up. So uh, I know I talked to you, and I said, oh, I'm going to talk to you about the million-dollar lawsuit, uh, and I will give you a brief snippet, um, but I don't want to go into the details of it uh, just for a little while longer. Um, so don't worry. I promise when I can, when the uh, handcuffs uh, have been taken off, uh, so to speak, uh, then I will be more than happy uh, to fully and openly uh, discuss what's going on with this case. The the long and short of it is, if you refer back to a previous podcast of mine, I don't know what episode it is. You're going to have to do something. Uh, some digging. Uh, it was uh, it was titled a warning: stay away from the offline assistant uh, company. Um, and that uh, that podcast uh, was about my experience with the offline assistant company and their CEO Kevin O'Connor, uh, and how we are alleging uh, that he lost several thousand dollars of our money um, by double ordering. His staff did uh, by not following directions. Anyway, long story short, ultimate teaser because I can't really talk about it more than this. It went from hey. Uh, can we get our money back that we feel that you rightfully owed to, hey, we're suing you, and meaning I'm being sued, for a million dollars because you put your experience out there in the internet, allegedly. Let me also say this, right? These are all the opinion of Castleman Consulting LLC President Tim Castleman, okay? And are just my opinion, not verifiable fact. I mean, you could, I guess, go look at the court case because it is a matter of public record and you could see all the legal back and forth, but that's the long and short of it. One million dollars is what I'm being asked to pay because we shared our experience and our alleged allegations, quote-unquote, if you will, uh, that uh, we believe, uh, as do my entire legal team, uh, that uh, his company didn't follow directions. We asked him to pay us back. Uh, he refused to. Uh, not only did he refuse to, uh, then he went on to sue us first for 300000 Now it's up to a million dollars. So really excited about that. Would love to talk more about it. Will promise you I will definitely talk more about it. Unfortunately, I can't say anything more than that because we're still going on ongoing litigation and in a couple weeks we get to go to the courthouse go before the judge and uh, see about uh, getting the case dismissed and all that great stuff so I apologize I can't talk more about that I have a whole podcast recorded about it pre-recorded in depth that I will release uh, at some point in time it's just not prudent to do so so that leaves me to have to talk about what the hell's going on in my life? Because I had this great thing planned. It was going to be awesome. Good thing for you and for me is I had an awesome fucking week and I can't wait to tell you about it. I just got back from Ryan Levesque. Um, uh, Ask Intensive Mastermind. It's a three-day summit. goes from like 9 a.m to 5 p.m. every single day. The workbook is like the size of a phone book, and it's it's an expensive thing. You know, you got to scratch a $10,000 check uh, to get in the room as an attendee, um, and luckily I uh, was able to get in there uh, as well and uh, help prepare myself for his upcoming launch. And really, just man, just a uh, just a crazy, crazy event. Um, totally different than events that I've ever been to before. You know, normally my experience has been going to uh, different 
uh, masterminds, uh, if you will, really summits, you know, like uh, Trafficking Conversions, Funnel Hacking Live, uh, Breakout. Um, you know, I've had some events back with Practical Profits, and they're great events, and they're awesome, and they're wonderful, and we teach, and, and they're cool, but they're over a bunch of different topics. And really, like, you're there for the speakers, but you're also there to get drunk and have a good time with your friends. Uh, didn't do any of that this time. 100% sober Sister Tim uh, in terms of my normal shenanigans. And don't worry, I haven't lost my touch. I just decided, I was like, hey, let's try to see what one of these events events are like when you're sober 98% of the time outside of the event uh, instead of just being like, oh, okay, so it's 5.02, let's get the beers flowing and whatever else happens. Um, so as a result of that, just an, an amazing event. And I will tell you what made it different, and you hear this all the time and, you know, standard rhetoric, well, it's the people in the room that really make it. That's true, right? And it's even more true at the higher levels and the higher dollar amounts. I mean, uh, there were people in there and they posted publicly, so hopefully they don't mind me outing them on the podcast, right? Um, you got Todd Brown, right? Launch master extraordinaire. Just a, just a great guy. You got Kevin Roger, amazing uh, copywriter. Uh, you got James Shramko, a guy that candidly, him and I just didn't get along for years. We finally got to hang out and I was like, Man, it's a great guy. And he was like, you're you're decent, a uh, decent human being as well, right? Which is in James's world. That's a compliment, right? Of course, Ryan's there. Um, Scott Moran's there for, you know, get 10,000 fans. I mean, uh, just a who's who of people in different markets. And what was interesting is this is all over Ryan's uh, method. If you don't have the book, it's called Ask by Ryan Levesque. Go get it. It's, it's 15 bucks or whatever. It's great. I tell people, skip the first part. Uh, go to part uh, two, which I think is like chapter 12. Whatever part two starts, do that. Right? Part one's all about him. It's great. It's interesting. But unless you want to read his, his uh, letter to his mom, you're going to be like, why, am I, why did Tim say to read this? Uh, and it's about his proprietary method. And it's really awesome. Um, and just a really great event. And he talked all about this one process, which is complicated, involved, and, and awesome uh, for the whole three days. But what, what just struck me is just the difference. I, you know, and, and I'm still processing all this, so it's not like I have it even all figured out in my head. But, you know, there was no hype, right? There was no, um, I'm doing these 50 million things. It was just like, hey, I'm doing this one method in multiple markets. You know, this one brings us in, you know, 19,000 leads a day, profitable. You know, we, we grow our email list by close to 20,000 people a day, right, profitably. Uh, we got this one, we're in this one, we do this, we do that. And, you know, Ryan's not your typical... I am guy. He's not flashy. You know, he's not showing you his Tesla, although I'm sure he has one. Uh, you know, I, um, he's not showing any of that stuff. He's just like a good human being who does good work, who humble, uh, who is humble in success and uh, praise. And I found out this week uh, could uh, could take a good joke, could really take uh, a joke. Uh, and I'd like to thank uh, my comedy partner, uh, Kevin Rogers. Uh, for being my uh, my joke buddy for the event. What happened was, I don't even know how we got started on this, but the first day, we both had a couple zingers, made the whole crowd laugh. The second day, or first day, I think it was Kevin. Okay, I'll go ahead and admit defeat. Day one was Kevin. Day two, it was me, and then, like, uh, I got a chance to hang with him at dinner, Kevin at dinner, and he was telling me, like, man, you know, like, you had some really good zingers today. He's like, I had some really good zingers yesterday. I kind of feel like we're tied up. So, of course, we were like, okay, we're going into, you know, the third day. We've got to do it. And um, 
long story short, we kind of kept a running tally of, okay, who could make this joke and mo- make that joke? So Kevin's like, well, you know, I'm just so tired. You know, I probably won't even show up uh, late for the third day if I even show up at all. You know, I'm just so tired. Not only does that bastard show up on time, he comes with jokes ready, right? Like, I'm not saying he stayed uh, up all night writing jokes and was like, oh, I wait, I wait, I wait. Uh, but uh, but he was pretty damn good. Uh, and he got him right off the bat. I'm happy to report that I got uh, the last laugh uh, and as such uh, Kevin uh, declared me the victor. Uh, I'm going to declare us both ties, and above that, I'm going to just declare uh, Kevin Rogers just an amazing and wonderful human being. As was Todd Brown, you know, as was everybody at this event. There was no egos. There was no dick measuring contest. It wasn't your typical, you know, my list is just shy. Blah blah blah. I mean, you had, you had hundred million dollar companies in there. Had uh, one of the smartest people I'd ever met from Mind Valley in there. Just, I mean. Just a who's who of people, but good fucking people. So what I learned this week was, you know, write the check. Write the check. I mean, um, that event was ridiculously awesome, uh, but it was also, you know, pretty expensive. I mean, $10,000, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. So what I would tell you is find an, find an event or a conference that you can go to that stretches you a little bit. You know, if you don't have the 10K, don't put it on a credit card. Don't be stupid like that. Um, just, uh, you know, but but if, if a $500 event stretches you, then go to the $500 event. Just do the best you can and be around those people. Uh, and the other thing I would tell you is like, you know, and I've heard this for years, and I agree with it. You know, the real content is outside the room and the connections and stuff like that. But I'll be damned if it ain't true, right? Instead of being up in my room and being social reclusive and doing all this crazy, stupid shit, you know, or hanging with the same people, it's like you meet new people every day. Uh, you go to lunch with some people here. You go to dinner with some people there. And you're just kind of all around um, different and interesting minds, and that's where the real uh, connections are made. You know, and of course that can lead to long-term business and stuff like that. But for a connector, right? For a connector, that's what matters to me is is those relationships. And the other thing I'll say, and again, I haven't fully processed this, and I know it's probably going to come off as like you know beating my chest and look at me. So I apologize in advance. That's not my intent. But it was interesting to go to this event. And have people there who already knew and appreciated what I did. You know, again, these are people that are running, you know, million-dollar companies, $100 million. They're like, oh, you're Tim Castleman. You know, you do the notes and you do this and you do that. And, man, you do really well and you really upped your game. And, you know, I've been watching you for a while. And it just was really interesting. Um, and I'll just be honest. Like, one of the things I've always taken for granted, not intentionally, it just just didn't see the importance of the value of is my network, okay? And this isn't like a pitch for like, how to become an influent, like fuck that, right? Just be a good person, make people laugh, have fun, and uh, and people naturally want to gravitate t- towards you. There you go, 997, just send that over to Tim at 30minutepostcards.com via PayPal. But, um, you know, like Todd Brown, Kevin Rogers, James Schramko, Ryan Lewis, I mean, those guys are, you know, every one of those guys at some point in their life and, and still um, are A-level players. And for them to want to get to know me, want to hang out with me, you know, and then not only that, but be like, dude, we got to hang out again. Like, not, this was amazing. I'm so glad we got to do this. When are we doing it again? Was just kind of surreal and mind-blowing. And it was just, I don't know, it was nice to be appreciated. Uh, of course, you know, that fawns the ego who's like, well, you know, it's, really terrible and people needlessly fawn all over me but it was just in a way even though I wasn't seeking it it was just like validation like hey maybe I am worth a shit like hey maybe I do do good things 
right? Maybe maybe things are, are you know not as bad as I perceived, or maybe I'm farther along in the journey than um, than I thought I was. So just just awesome. Just to, I cannot say uh, nice enough things about that fucking event. One of the greatest events I've ever been to. Dare I say the greatest? I, I'll let you guys judge. Solid people, solid content. If you get the chance to learn from Ryan Levesque, I highly, highly recommend uh, that you do it. He does have a launch coming up. Uh, it's basically the online version of this three-day intensive course. I will be promoting it, so you'll probably see me drop it. But even if you don't buy it from me, you know, even if you're not even interested, just go get the book, man. This, the guy is just a solid dude who has a, a rock-solid team of people who openly and honestly are just there to help you any way and every way that they can. So it was just... It was blown away. I was just so blown away um, by it, and it was great. Uh, Austin, uh, you continue to be a hot bitch, but uh, but you were awesome. Uh, had a great time. Stayed at the Lone Star Cafe, kind of a place that when you look it up, you're gonna be like, oh, Tim's falling on hard times. I get it. I understand. Maybe his WSOs aren't selling as well. Uh, but really, uh, kind of a retro hotel, and it was super cool because uh, I showed up late because I was in Houston for another event because I'm just an event whore apparently, and uh, went there. Showed up and I was like, "Yeah, I got a room." And they're like, "Um, yeah, so uh, we don't um, we don't have any rooms available that you booked at, so we're gonna have to put you in a suite." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to upgrade you to a suite free of charge." And I was like, "Uh, okay." This fucking suite was awesome. Had a sitting area. Had a full size mini bar fridge. Full size fridge. Full size fridge. Okay, snack bar. I mean, this thing was great. Then you go into the bedroom. You know, you got your own sleeping area. Then you have a, like a huge shower area that's got a shower and old tile cloth. And it's like it's like a 1950s retro place, but really well done. And it was a great place. I highly recommend you go check it out there. Uh, the one thing that was hilarious is I don't set alarms. Uh, they freak me out. Uh, let me say this. In the past, I have not set alarms because they freak me out. I don't get any sleep because I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to oversleep. I'm going to oversleep. I'm going to oversleep because I don't normally set alarms. Well, uh, I decided this time to just do the wake-up call. Hey, can I get a wake-up call 8 p.m.? And, you know, for Austin and Houston, it's awesome because I just call. I talk to a human being. They do it. Well, I asked for an 8 a.m. wake-up call. Because the conference starts at 9. I don't eat breakfast, so I'm like, let's just, you know, hammer this out as, as quickly as possible. Um, and as a result, uh, one day I got a call at like, you know, 8. Next day it was like 8.20-ish. One day it was 8.45. Luckily I had set alarms, so I was already up. But it's all done, you know, by humans, which is awesome. Uh, except for when they don't remember, hey, 8 a.m. kind of means 8 a.m. And when she called, like the third day, she goes, I'm sorry, Mish Kassman, I'm just running a little behind on them. You know, and like that was it. It was like, well, thank God I didn't have to like be up at 8 a.m. to do surgery or anything. You know, thank the Lord I wasn't like, hey, 8 a.m. I got it. You know, I got a two-minute window when I can go on and buy Jester Bieber tickets or whatever other shit. It was like, yeah, I kind of needed to wake up by then because it was important, not arbitrary. Regardless of all that, great time in Austin. Uh, had the chance to uh, uh, do two cool things. One, got to see the O's uh, by surprise in concert. They just happened to be in Austin, and I happened to trick a few people uh, to go with me and uh, saw them at Threadgills. Interesting outdoor venue. Uh, my one complaint, Austin, besides the fact that you know you don't have Uber, because you know why would a tech city or a city that's trying to appeal to young millennials have Uber? Um, why the fuck was I sweating? 
outside watching a concert. Now, I'm not talking I'm in a mosh pit. I'm not talking that I'm two-stepping. I'm not talking that I'm doing anything other than seriously taking a fucking drink. But why is it that I was sweating profusely? It was what I like to call bullshit, right? Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So uh, that's my one uh, knock against Austin. The other thing that was abundantly clear is after I dragged my friends over to see uh, the wonderful and talented O's, Kevin Rogers was like, hey, I've got some friends in town. Let's go meet up with them and uh, let's go have a good time. So we meet up with them at the concert and they're like, hey, man, like uh, there's this quiet place. We can go sit down. We can hang out and we can just talk. And I'm like, for an old man, right, like that's that's serenity. You're like, what? You want me to just sit and talk and we can actually hear each other? Great. So we we go to this place. It drops us off and it becomes very quickly apparent that I have been lied to. Because this place is a fucking club. We're talking, you know, not bottle service club, but we're talking lots of fucking millennials, people having conversations about shit I don't understand. I sound like an old man, but like, make the loud noise and stop, please. Make the loud noise and stop. But seriously, that's what it was. It was just, it was a loud fucking club. And we were there with uh, with his two friends, both of those guys, very nice gentlemen, uh, and a young lady that was with one of them that was an interesting young lady. And I say interesting to really mean dumpster fire, right? No, I'm kidding. She's probably not a dumpster fire. I'm sure, you know, under some medicated circumstances, she's probably a wonderful human being, but I just don't get it, right? I just, like, I was like, oh, hi, yeah, okay, nice to meet you. I was like, so this is your boyfriend, and uh, no, 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 let's go back. I was like, so how'd you two meet? And uh, she's like, oh, we met on Tinder. And I was like, um, um, uh, oh, okay, like, I know what Tinder is, but like, why are you two here with clothes on and not naked in bed, you know, shooting a, a video? What, what's going on there? But I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe this is post or pre coital I don't know, I'm not, not going to judge. So I'm like, oh, okay, interesting, great. So I was like, so I thought like maybe they met six months ago and it had turned into a Match.com romance story. Fuck that. I don't know what it was, but let me tell you what it was. That was not her boyfriend. She made it abundantly fucking clear, very angrily, that that was not her boyfriend. I was like, okay, all right, let's calm down the bitchiness just a little bit. I was like, nice to just met you two minutes ago. Maybe you shouldn't be yelling at me for just asking normal questions like, hi, who are you? What do you do? What are you passionate about? Why aren't you a heartfelt-centered entrepreneur that just wants to share their message with the world? Right? It was like, nope, hi, we met on Tinder, he's not my boyfriend, I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to be really fun and chatty one second, and the next second I'm going to look at you like I want to claw your eyes out, you know, and use your skull to drink vodka out of, you know, while, while fucking Tinder dates. I, I don't know. But it became very clear uh, to the adult parties involved that we need to get the fuck out of there. So, uh, blessed be the name of Kevin. We both gave the look like, hey, it's one drink. We're out of here. We did that. We got the fuck out. And uh, it was a great time. All in all, great time. Just like, that's just a, a unique experience, right? It's just something I'm not uh, used to. Right? And again, uh, Grandpa, Grandpa Castleman, take the wheel. Back in my day, we, but it just was like, okay, you met on Tinder. That's awesome. I mean, Tinder wasn't around when I was growing up. Damn it. Right? Like, I just... You know, despite your beliefs on, on whatever, it just amazes me that there's apps today that you could just be like, hey, I want to fuck, right? There's no, like, warm-up. There's no, like, hey, let's talk. Let's, you know, date and let me spend some money and let's, you know, date two, date three, see what happens. It's like, hey, you look cool. Hey, you look cool. Let me see your penis. All right, let's do this. It's like, all right. 
Another thing amazes me, okay, and people are going to be like, this is sick, it's terrible, I can't believe you say it. Like, how many teachers are having sex with their students? First of all, as I think of my entire collegiate career in high school and, you know, uh, even back to middle school, like, there wasn't but one lady that was, like, semi-passable as fuckable when I was a, a high school student. Even at the horniest, right, where like a strong gust of wind would give you a boner so hard you could drive with it. Like even at that point, there was still one check that I was like, mm, you know, situations played it right. And I was 20 years older, right, then maybe, just maybe I'd, I could fuck her. But apparently you, you just don't even need to worry about the 20 years age gap because what really turns on a hot college, uh, newly graduated college woman is a 14 to 15 year old student laying pipe to her. Like, I just like, what? what is that date like? You, uh, do you, like, you know, obviously you Instagram them, honest, obviously you text, maybe you guys met on, on uh, you know, Bender, which is like baby tender for preteens, you know. It's, it's just like, okay, so you guys meet, then you go pick him up, right? Or you guys meet at some fancy location like McDonald's because he mowed grasses for a week so he could take you out to get you a happy meal. Like, wh what do you talk about? So, yeah, so I was out partying last week. It was crazy. We did, like, you know, you know, vodka, and we were just drinking a ton, and we were doing drugs and all that. And, like, the teacher's like, yeah, uh, oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't even do that, and I'm fucking legally allowed to do that. Just the weirdest fucking thing. And, and what's crazy is it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, I had this one time, you know, oops, and uh, it never happened again. It's like, holy shit. Right? Like, I met this guy, we fell in love, and uh, we had 19 times. I accidentally slept with him, like, 19 times. Just ridiculous. Ridiculously jealous. Right? And people are like, well, what if it was your son or your daughter? I get it. I understand. These are jokes, people. Okay? These are jokes. If you don't like the podcast, turn it fucking off and go listen to Fox News talk about how whatever government is currently in place is ruining the government that's not in place. And, of course, right, just... I don't even want to, fuck man, religion, politics, like that's not my thing, but come the fuck on people, 50 fucking people dead, despite w what you believe about their lifestyle, I don't give a fuck, right, like I have and have hired gay people in the past, I have no problem with it, I think they're allowed to be happy uh, and miserable, just like I'm allowed to be happy and miserable, and since I don't like penis to penis action, right, I don't care. I don't care. It's like it doesn't affect my life. If you're a big fan of it, great. I'm not. It doesn't mean that you're always wrong. It just means that I'm not a big fan of it. And, you know, I, it's going to spark a gun debate. That's what everyone says for about an hour. And everyone's going to just rah, 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 and it's going to go away. Like the one thing I'm like wondering about this whole thing is not necessarily taking away the guns because I don't think you're ever going to get there. But what if we just like change the clips? So we could say, yeah, look, you want your AR-15, you know, in your house in Lubbock, Texas, in case a squirrel comes across your front yard? That's awesome. But here's the deal, Shooter, right? You got five, maximum ten bullets in a clip, maximum allowed for you to do your damage. And if you do and you kill the squirrel, awesome. If you don't, well, then you have to go, you have to unload uh, that clip, then you have to reload. My thought process behind that is, one, the gun nuts in the Second Amendment, but oh my God, you will take my gun from my cold dead hands. Well, I jerk off to my J, my W, right? And, and, uh, and Dick Cheney poster. Um, like, you're never going to get those people to agree to give up their guns, even if it's in the interest of public good. 
So if we can't get rid of the guns, can we at least reduce the clips? Like, I don't mind if I'm in Fallujah and I have a 100-round mag or a 50-round mag because those people are trying to kill me back. But if I'm a terrorist or a radical fundamentalist or someone that's just fucking off their rocker or just had a really bad day, you know, because they're at McDonald's at 2 o'clock in the morning and realize their life is shit, like, can we, can we give some reload time so that in between mowing down innocent fucking people just trying to give and enjoy their life, there could be someone that could tackle you, there could be somebody who could, you know, uh, shoot you, you know, get time to get to a weapon to shoot you back, and they also have five clips. I, I don't know, I just, I feel like it's a sensitive issue. I, I'm not going to get you to agree to my opinion, just like you're not going to get me to agree to yours. You know, the gun thing is going to be tough. You know, it's going to zero to 100 real quick. But could we do maybe clips? Could we just agree that, hey, we're going to have 10-round magazines maximum, and anything above that's uh, immediately illegal? And if we find you with it, you know, we'll, we'll just fine you, like, I don't know, a, a kajillion dollars, something along that. Something to think about. Who knows? Um... Yeah, so I'm back, not well-rested, got in at like 1 o'clock in the morning because apparently Southwest lacks the ability to get planes on time back home. It's just When I'm going there, no problem. When I'm coming home, mm, no thank you. Uh, got back late last night, going to get back in the swing of things. The summer vacation update, let's give, give you that. It's not much of a fucking vacation, again, at all. Um, it's just not. I'm just busy and working. So I pretty much uh, align myself to the fact that June and July are not going to be summer vacation months. June and July are not going to be summer vacation months. Listen to me, family. I'm going to have to work more than I thought I was going to. Oh, oh, you precious little snowflake. Oh, life is so rough for you. Yes, I know. Don't cry for me, Argentina. But the good news is this that I'm really going to work hard on trying to take all of August off. That's my goal. It has been my goal, and it will continue to be my goal. If it happens, amazing. If it doesn't happen, okay. That's, that's what I would tell you. Um, and, you know, people say, oh, I have summer vacation. I have summer vacation. Eh, it still rubs me wrong. Right? I know they mean well, but I feel like they're punking me. Hey, hey, must be nice. How's the summer vacation going? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where... Uh, I'm fucking at with everything. I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things. Uh, we got some exciting projects coming up. We've got uh, a launch that we're going to be su supporting Ryan's. I've got an e-com event that I'm going to be headed to uh, late next month um, in Montreal, I believe. I believe it is Montreal. I'm going to say it's Montreal. Yes, Montreal. Uh, so going to be doing that. Uh, and then hopefully summer going to be fucking off. That's the plan. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Uh, one of my big takeaways from the event is uh, that I, I got to start uh, delegating and outsourcing more. Uh, going through this event was, was awesome to see all the steps involved, but it was even awesomer, because that's a word, uh, to be like, hey, listen, um, that sounds really fun, and I know I need to do it, but I'm not going to do it. So why don't I instead uh, hire someone to do it? And I'm guilty of that, right? It's a pride thing. It's an ego thing. It's a, uh, you know, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. And it's like, okay, we keep saying you want to do it, but you're not doing it. So... If you know, if you've been saying you want to do something for a year and you haven't done it, then maybe, just maybe, you don't really want to do it as bad as you want to. And if it still needs to be done, that's awesome. Let's outsource it, All right? 
That's awesome. Let's outsource it. So I've got to start working on that, getting some people uh, going from there. And along with that, you know, start figuring out um, what I want to do with the company. Because, again, we're at a pivotal time. I have no employees except for one right now. I'm actually thinking of hiring two, maybe three people. Look at me going from nothing to a big conglomerate. But in order to do that, i got to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life. Uh, so the sec- that leads me to the second cool thing. In Austin, I got to have uh, a quick dinner with Dennis Murphy, uh, formerly of uh, Digital Marketer. He was there, one of their marketing and sales guys there. He helped with a lot of email and copy and, and just an all-around salt-of-the-earth dude. Like, you know, there, there's like a handful of people I'd want to, you know, be trapped on a desert island with, and he would definitely be on that list. Just a great guy. We got to catch up, uh, hear about what he's doing. I don't want to reveal it because, um, you know, he didn't give me permission. It's not like he's doing anything illegal. Um, he's just working for another company uh, in another space and, and doing really well and seems really happy and just a, just a great guy, man. Just super positive all the fucking time. Um you know, just the cutest kids ever with cheeks for days, and just just a good good soul, just a a good uh, a good uh, egg, if you will. So, just uh, Frank, what else, man? There's so much going on uh, this last couple of days. I'm just trying to cram it in and give you a little bit of an update. Uh, as far as me, like I said, I've got to plan out uh, some stuff. Got to get some stuff going for uh, launches that we've got coming up, and I'm going to start taking some time and forcing myself to take some time away from the computer. Um, and the way I'm planning on doing it right now, I've, I've gone back and forth. Right? I've thought about getting a building put in the back. I'm not opposed to that. Still 100% okay with that. May still do that. But I'm still on property. I'm still close. I'm still familiar. You know, I still get all the bad habits from previous, all that good stuff. Uh, I thought about buying an RV and traveling around or just parking it in my fucking driveway and making that my work location. I've thought about uh, renting office space. But I don't want to rent an office space. Just candidly, I don't want to rent an office space because... I don't like traditional offices. I just don't. I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. So for me, um, the thing that I'm leaning towards is hotels, right? And I'm talking about like CD pay by the hour hotels, you know, stuff where you're definitely going to get bed bugs if you stay there. Actually, I'm not talking about those at all. What I am talking about is um, spending a couple days working at a hotel uh, or even a couple, uh, maybe even an overnight. And the uh, the idea for that came from a book, by the way, called Deep Work. And a uh, great idea and, and kind of resonated with me was the thing about doing that is there's a, there's a fee involved, right? Like, so right now, if I fuck off today and the rest of the week and all of summer, if I really just, you know, I have to pay my, my mortgage, of course, and I have to do this and I have to do that, but there's not a there's not a pain for me not getting shit done, right? There's not a fee for my wasted time. No one's going to come to me and go, hey, Tim, you know all that time you wasted? Yeah, that cost you 200 bucks. But if I go to a hotel, I've got a start time, I've got a stop time, and I have to get shit done because at the end of it, they're going to be like, Mr. Castleman, thanks for staying with us. That was, you know, $474, uh, you know, for the two or three or five, you know, days that you stayed there, whatever. And that idea kind of appeals to me, um, one, because it's different. Um, I'm in a hotel. I'm not in a, uh, you know, I'm in a hotel. I'm not in a different, uh, I'm not in a familiar location, so I'm going to be limited. Uh, the Wi-Fi is going to be shitty, so I can't spend all day surfing the internet because it's no fun when you're, you know, in a shitty hotel trying to load porn and you're like, I think that's either a boob or an elbow. I don't know, but I'm jerking to it. 
right? Just uh, that's your process. I don't I'm not going to reveal mine. I just know yours, uh, and it just gives you some some forced time to really uh, think. There's a really cool bus. Uh, a friend of mine told me about that it goes from Dallas to Houston and Dallas from Austin. And it's a four-hour bus ride, okay? Um, but it's like VIP in terms of like it's got a workstation, it's got Wi-Fi, it's got, you know, drinks, it's got all this stuff in there. And he was like, man, it's the most productive four hours. And I wish uh, I wish I had something like that. Dan Meredith talks about how he takes a train because it's forced and you have to do it. Like I wish, I, I legitimately do wish I had something that was, a, you know, a train. Hell, even if there was like a train down to Dallas or one of those down to Dallas. Like take that one time a week. It cost him a hundred bucks. Oh my God, Tim, it costs money. Yeah, no shit, it costs money. That's what's going to motivate you. Because what motivates you, right, is uh, and what gets your attention are pain points. And, and for me, one of them is money. That's why I'm thinking about building something in my backyard, right? Because it's like, man, if I buy, build a $10,000 building back there and I don't do shit with it, then I have to look at it every time and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I wasted $10,000. Okay, same thing with an RV, you know. And it, but the cool thing is with the RV, if it doesn't work out, well, then maybe, just maybe I get a little meth factory out of it. Um so yeah, so that's what's been going on in the wild world of Tim Castle. Got an exciting week ahead. Red Shahan's playing locally. Going to go check him out. Uh, got some band concerts uh, that I'm going to go to. A little worried, by the way. A little. Just want to let you know you might need to do a little suicide watch on, on your boy Timmy Castleman. Uh, I, I'm, I have a little fear, a little, a little twinge of doubt, a little mm, that my favorite band in the world, Honey, Honey. I feel like they, uh, I feel like they might be breaking up, and uh, I'll definitely talk about that on a future podcast. It's just too close right now for me to talk about. No, I really, I, I have some concerns based on some recent social media posting to the point that at two o'clock in the morning uh, on Saturday, going into Sunday, I decided the best thing to do after having a few drinks and seeing some shows is to shoot a video to those guys, imploring them. Not to break up and giving them my reasons why, but I, I didn't send it. Maybe I'll uh, I'll post on the old Two Drink Tim podcast page someday. And uh, yeah, with that, we're done. We're done. Get out of here. Stay cool. It's fucking hot out there for a pimp. All right, get get cool, stay cool, relax, and I will be back at you here in a couple days with an update in the wacky and wild world of Tim Castleman. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you real soon.